Welcome to the Skin Philosophy Edit with your host, myself, Anna-Louise Kenny. I'm here to bring to you the knowledge and skills to level up your business. We are speaking to industry experts across the industry to make sure that you're getting your knowledge in skincare, equipment, ingredients, and everything else you need to make sure you have the best of your business. Welcome back to the Skin Philosophy Edit with myself, Anna Louise, and here with me today is qualified nutritionist, Farzana. So Farzana, thank you so much for coming in. I follow you on Instagram and I see like a lot of the stuff that you're doing and building with yourself and it's really great to have you in and learn from you and learn information. So thanks for that. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here and to chat with you. Yeah. Um, so tell me from the start, how did you get into this pathway? Because you've qualified as something else previously. Yeah, so I initially graduated in finance and I was in investment banking for several years. Um, I was in my mid-twenties and then I started to develop issue after issue. So I had hormone, hormonal issues, gut issues, nervous system issues. I had an ulcer. I had PCOS. I had psoriasis, like mm. pretty chronic psoriasis. Um, and I was given pills for everything, which I didn't want to take. Mm. Um, and I wanted to actually understand what was going on in my body and so I ended up retraining and qualifying as a nutritional therapist and then um, certifying as a certified functional medicine practitioner and understanding what was actually going on in my body and the impact it has on the rest of my health and then I was able to reverse each one of those conditions so I no longer have PCOS I don't have psoriasis Brilliant. I don't have yeah so yeah wow that's amazing um so do you think then a lot of it working in finance it was the stress it was the diet and all of that so once you kind of got that education under control you looked at what you were doing and changed it yeah no absolutely i think all of us we have like this health journey i mean i was working really hard i was getting stressed and i didn't even realize that i thought that was normal i was having like a croissant and orange juice or weetabix for breakfast and i thought i was really really healthy i had no idea what kind of effect that was having pastry's on. bad <laughs> as I just have scoffed we'll on <laughs> we can talk about that but that kind of starts this blood sugar yeah. which can also impact your skin and it's yeah. a driver for hormonal imbalance acne PCOS so I didn't know that but yeah. we're all, and then I was and I thought I was really healthy because I wasn't eating like Cheerios or Cocoa Pops for breakfast but you know it's a journey and then you learn and then you, yeah. know, you make the changes slowly and then you see the difference and so then you qualified, um, and yeah. how long did it take? Um, or it's still ongoing? Well, no, it was four years. So I qualified yeah. about eight, nine years ago, yeah. and it was a four-year diploma that I did in nutritional therapy. Yeah. And when I finished that, I went on to retrain um, with the Institute of Functional Medicine yeah. in the USA, and I went through um, their certification process as well. And so what is that? that? Yeah, because... Yeah, so <laughs> what functional medicine is medicine in which you're looking at the root cause. Like, why is something happening? So, for example, if we use me as an example, I had psoriasis. So, mm. you know, it started off, you know, on my leg, you know, as a patch, and then it grew and grew, and I got it behind my neck, and then, you know, it was spreading. But why was I getting that? You know, the conventionally, you're usually given, like, a cream to put on top of that. But there's usually something going on. So psoriasis is an, is an autoimmune condition, and that means there's an imbalance in your gut. So we know that up to 80% of the immune system, sorry, psoriasis is an autoimmune condition, yeah. which means there's an imbalance in your immune system, and up to 80% of your immune system is in the gut. Mm. 
Yeah. So if something's going on there, yeah. you know, it can, you know, it can trigger this cascade of events. And so, you know, looking at you, so with that, you would look at, okay, what's going on in your gut? What, you know, how can we rebalance that? And so that could be a root cause. You know, if, for example, if someone has um, diabetes, you know, conventional medicine will give them metformin. Mm. But what else can you do? You know, why is that happening? What are you eating? What is your lifestyle like? Because it is a diet and lifestyle disease, right? Mm. So it's actually looking at cause and effect. And it's correcting it upstream, which then has a knock-on effect, um, not only then on your blood sugar, but then on many other aspects of your health as well. But it's always looking at the root cause. It's asking the question why all the time. That must have been really interesting in the States to do that course. Because like I 100%, I, like, I see it, I believe it, Apart from the odd pastry in the morning, I like I do like yeah. I think about my gut as like yeah. the one of the most important parts of my body and looking after it. So going getting to study that in like the whole how your body works, how looking at everything behind the scenes, it must have been amazing to really study that. Oh yeah, it's amazing. I loved it. Absolutely yeah. love it. And what's great about it is whatever you learn, you apply right yeah. to yourself, to your clients, to um, people. So yeah, it's and it's an you know there's research coming out every day so yeah. it's not like you know this is it it stays like that you know it's ever-changing which makes it really yeah great and so do you find now that um over time say you've done that was quite a few years ago but have you found that over the last few years people are becoming now more aware like they're looking to you and they're going okay please help me there's something whereas before psoriasis was like oh just something wrong with your skin and it's genetic it's hereditary yeah. not much put a bit of cortisoid on it and yeah. you'll be fine i are you finding the shift there's a shift in people's knowledge now yeah no absolutely i mean people want to be healthier yeah. people know that there's more information they know that you know there is more that they can do and people are definitely more curious but they just want to know what to do people don't know what to do yeah. they know there's another way they want to do it they want to be people want to be healthier yeah people you know are looking for longevity and um, but it's just how do you do it? Right? Yeah. Like, what can you do? And there's so many studies that are coming out now, and you know, there's so much we can apply yeah. to improve all these things. So we have also, like in the industry, uh, rosacea is a huge part. And for years, I've always known rosacea has got to do with demodex, which has got to do with gut because there's inflammatory, like there's connections. Now there's more and more yeah. links coming out about yeah. it. So what do you? What have you learned about that so far? So there's a lot of studies yeah. um, that are coming out. And yeah. so actually with rosacea, there have been a few studies that are linking it with, yes, the gut. Yeah. But in particular, something called H. pylori and also something called SIBO. Okay. And so we know if you have these conditions, it can manifest as rosacea. Yeah. So H. pylori is an infection that sits inside your stomach. It's a really, it's, it's a very, it's probably the most common infection that people get. Um, and it's something that your GP can test you for. Okay. Um, so it's quite easy. So you don't have to go through like the you know see a functional medicine practitioner or a nutritionist and find out what's going on. You can actually get your GP to check um, test you for um, H. pylori. Oh, wow. And if H. pylori is there, um, there the GP will usually usually give you something triple therapy, so two antibiotics and a protein pump. There is other ways you can do it too. So there are lots of natural ways that you can work to eliminate. The yeah. H. pylori, um, if you have it as well, which we can talk about. Yeah. Another driver for rosacea that we know about, which is in the research, is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Yeah. So this is when you have an overgrowth of bacteria, yeah. which are in the small intestine. So we need these bacteria, but we need them to be in the large intestine. And that's where they you know, ferment and break down the fibers that we can't eat. And with that, they produce these magic miracles called... Um, we, 
amazing um, molecules called short-chain fatty acids, which are amazing for skin and they're anti-inflammatory. But we need them in the large intestine. We don't want them in the small intestine because in the small intestine is where we absorb our food, our nutrients. And if they sit in the small intestine, it, it means that we're not absorbing our food. It means we're going to have symptoms like bloating and gas because they're in the wrong place. They're consuming our food instead of us. Um, and so them being there, that can be a driver for rosacea as well. So that's something that you want to amazing yeah Yeah. it it is because then there's also so much you can then do to actually eliminate it from the root cause yeah right yeah and then yeah yeah. because so i started um my irish mhr1 gene like i've my rosaceous alcohol my rosaceous started simply i've started kefir milk okay and it's really like it actually has helped just kind of but what is your stance with that? Like with kefir? Yeah. So kefir is amazing. Yeah. So, um, probiotic foods are so great for your gut. And, yeah. You know, um, and kefir itself it actually is full of probiotics. So it's yeah. one of the most probiotic rich foods. And so when you're having foods like that, yeah. um, as long as you're not dairy intolerant and you don't yeah. have any issues with that, then you you have all these probiotics that are going in your gut and they're doing magic for you. But yeah. They don't, they don't, um, become part of your ecosystem but they will be there for about five to seven days and as they are there they are helping you detoxify creating you know minerals nutrients you know you know and they're producing anti-inflammatory molecules they're helping with your skin so yeah i absolutely love fermented foods they're yeah so, they're such a great and easy way to incorporate some goodness into your diet yeah mm. and also as well speaking of fermented food don't worry um fermented food such as sourdough right yeah. I keep hearing that the likes of sourdough, most of sourdough bread actually doesn't t- contain proper fermented yeast. Right. Like the stuff that's sold in supermarkets, like, you know, the generals, oh, this is that, is that true or? Um, I'm not, I mean, I'm not sure. I guess with the quick, when they're selling it in bulk like that, yeah. it's more difficult. So trying to get it from like a lot of companies will say like, you know, we've got a starter. It's like so many years old and yeah. they're using that. So that's probably a better way yeah. to get your sourdough. And then like the bread is more easily digestible Yeah, that way as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. And so the likes you were saying you had PCOS and um, once you did the functional me- medicine, you found that it's cleared up it improved um so how did how did it help what did you find like was stimulating it what did you find was helping it yeah so with pcos um one of the biggest drivers is raised insulin Mm. so like if you're if i'm having my croissant for breakfast you know that's going to raise my blood sugar and then it's going to drop right and then it puts you on this blood sugar roller coaster for the rest of the day okay okay that raised insulin is going to also drive things like acne yeah you know it's yeah. going to be you know it's it's triggering that inflammatory response from like yeah. first thing in the morning and that happens for like the rest of the day yeah it's one of the most simple things that i did was started to blood sugar balance my meals okay so okay i got rid of that but when i did have breakfast i was having protein healthy fats carbohydrates fiber give so, me an example because okay, i'm struggling so, with breakfast yeah so for example if i'm having a slice of toast for breakfast yeah. or i'm having sourdough for breakfast yeah i'm now having the sourdough with something like an almond butter so okay. nuts and seeds contain protein and fat and that's going to help stabilize your blood sugar 
Okay. Okay. So if I'm having a bowl of oats for breakfast, oats are just carbohydrates. Mm. So you can get something like jumbo oats, which release more slowly, but they are still carbohydrates. If you add some almond butter to it, you've got yeah. a protein and fat. If you add maybe something like a collagen, you've got some protein. Okay. If you add some kefir, you've got, you know, all these things will slower um, the rate at which the sugar is released in your bloodstream. Okay. Helping to keep your blood sugar levels more stable. Okay. Um, you know, sourdough you could have like a couple of eggs you could have some smoked salmon you could have some avocado yeah. but it's basically you know having it with something so if you think about dinner if you have rice you would never have rice by itself yeah. for dinner you would have it with some protein you'd have it with some veg yeah think about your carbs in the morning in the same way you don't ever have just toast you don't just ever have porridge it's just like having rice by itself you need to have the other components to make it a complete meal Okay. And then that will support your blood sugar, yeah. keep insulin happy, and that stops a lot of the you know the issues that are you know the drivers for yeah. PCOS. Okay. And, yeah. I it, I like the sound of the almond. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> and it makes it tastier too, yeah. right? And it yeah. doesn't take more than a second. So. Yeah, it is. It's trying to get that balance because it's like timing, having the timing, making sure that you're eating like properly and healthily. Um and yeah getting that balance so i'm like i'm really quizzing you now because you're coming out with all knowledge um so i've noticed with people that there is a huge um, amount of more of people that are suffering with sensitized skin impaired acid mantle barrier more from stress it's affecting like yeah. uh, it's so people are we used to say like you'd either be born with a sensitive skin or you'd get it sensitized like products and stuff like that but like actually it's happening more internally now where enzymes aren't creating that nmf so it means like acid like the body isn't protecting it's becoming more irritated there's more allergies are you finding that with clients yeah no absolutely and like you say like people are more stressed out right yeah. as soon as you're stressed out um, that has a huge impact on your body. Right? Yeah. So, for example, as soon as you get stressed out, um, you reduce um, stomach acid in your stomach. Okay. Stomach acid is what starts the whole digestive process. Okay. It like um, it breaks down all your proteins. It kills any pathogens that might be coming into your system. Yeah. Okay. So as soon as you don't have stomach acid, you're now not breaking down your proteins. You're not releasing bile and pancreatic enzymes, which help you break down your food and get the nutrients from your food that you need. For example, for skin health. Okay. Yeah. Um, also, if you have low stomach acid, you're going to get a pathogen. We get we get exposed to so many different bacteria, viruses, pathogens all the time. It's not going to be killing them, so they can actually then start to sit in your system more. Okay. Your, your stomach's not going to be killing them, um, and so that has a huge like impact just on your your, your digestive system will have a huge impact just like that. On, as soon mm. as you're stressed out, you know it allows for more problematic microbes to sit there. It allows you to not absorb your you know nutrients from your food. And that can have an impact. And so, like, there's so many studies coming out, even recently, that are showing that um, we're eating a lot more processed foods. We're yeah. eating a lot more ultra-processed foods. We don't have the nutrients in those foods either. So, with a lot of studies that have come out, we know that the magic number is 30 different plant foods a week to support our gut health. Mm -hmm. Okay. When we eat plant foods, the fibers in those plant foods go to our large intestine and feed the microbes that are there they consume those um, plant foods and they produce something called short chain fatty acids okay short chain fatty acids are also known as postbiotics so you have probiotics that you have like um like your kefir mm -hmm. and then you have postbiotics um which is the 
the breakdown of the foods that the bacteria produce. These postbiotics have an anti-inflammatory effect throughout the body. They support healthy skin health. They support the healthy skin barrier. They're very, very anti-inflammatory. So if you're not getting your plant points in, so first of all, if you're not, if you're stressed and you're eating, mm. that, that affects, that's one level that affects it. But then if you're not getting your plant points in and you're eating ultra-processed food a lot, you're not gonna be making those postbiotics, which are anti-inflammatory and calming mm. for the body and for the skin. Um, and so which we're aiming for about 30 different plant points a week to have that effect and the yeah. more you have that has really does have a knock-on effect on your skin health yeah yeah it, like it, it there is a huge aspect with stress and preservatives and food and this is actually bringing on nicely to ice on instagram mm-hmm. you would post about aspartan Okay. And basically, there's a lot of controversy at the moment because um, they're saying, who was it that said WHO said that it's linked to cancer? Mm-hmm. Um, so t- that in like in general as a preservative, that being in food is really bad. Mm-hmm. But you were saying something on like the lines of like it's all in perspective of. If we look at the research right yeah. now, right? So if, you, if we're looking at the research that's coming out, there's, it's saying that, okay, yeah, it's causing problems when you're having it in high doses. But the fact that you just know that it's causing a problem at high doses, do you want that? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's always better to stick to something natural, yeah. like kombucha and things that we know that actually you can have it in high doses and it's just going to have a benefit. Yeah. Just like if you have plant foods in high doses, it just has benefits. There's no like negative effects. So, mm. you know everyone's coming from a different place so do you know look at know what's going on right and then do what's best for you but you know research that we don't have enough research on this right now we know it's going to affect the gut microbiome but we don't like there's not enough to say you know it's it's you're going to it will come out yeah you know right now it's just saying okay there's a lot of research and they found that it's okay yeah but then it's i mean it's not a real food right Mm -hmm. it's not real like it's yeah that's that's what i go by too it's like how if your body can recognize it and break it down or not yeah no and it's gonna have an effect on your gut microbiome as well but you know it's one of those areas that we haven't got enough information yet i mean they've Mm. got the information on you know it can be a problem if you're having like between 12 and 36 cans but then just knowing that you can call and but that's looking at that in isolation so you know how stressed are you you know we're all stressed you know what else is going on that could be driving things as well yeah but, yeah um, it like it is that thing it's like if you take a little peppering of that and then you're eating like you know other things and then you're adding this okay you might not be taking 12 cans of coke yeah. but you could be taken in other places so if you're going to choose choose something natural so choose something your body can recognize yeah no absolutely and when they do studies they're looking at things in isolation yeah not usually looking at it with everything else but always 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 stick to as close to nature as possible there are other options yeah um you know like kombucha like sparkling water like you know and they're like you know yeah they're good for you too so and speaking of good for you what would you suggest so I find it's very difficult to get in the supplements, the vitamins into our body through food, uh, generally. So what would you suggest? What do you like as supplementation to add in? Or do you do any supplements? Or do you think it's a fad? 
<laughs> I think it's really individual. I think food yeah. always first. You can't add supplement diet. You always, always have to have food first, and then you can look at other things that you can incorporate yeah. that can be helpful as well. So when you're thinking about skin health, you're thinking about you know getting your proteins in, breaking. It's not only about the right foods, but it's also looking at digestion, right? Mm. Are you breaking your foods down when you eat your meals? You know, being present, chewing your food, being mindful, that all helps your digestive process so that you can extract what you need from your food, okay. which is really, really important, right? Yeah. Um, but like some nutrients you have to get, like we all know we're, we're deficient in vitamin D, and in the UK we can't absorb it from October to February, and even the NHS recommends taking vitamin D, so we know that's really important, you know, so things like that, yes, absolutely, you know, you want to be, you know, supplementing. But like for skin health, like things that you can get from the diet, yeah. are things like berries, you know, natural antioxidants, you know, we know they protect against, you know, UVA, UVB, you yeah. know, brightly colored, you know, fruits and vegetables, omega, um, omega threes, essential fatty acids, we can't get that. We can't make it ourselves. We, you know, want to get it from food. So things like walnuts, flax, chia seeds, oily fish, those things are really important. If you're not eating things like oily fish, then yes, you want to supplement. Yeah. So it's about thinking about the individual and the uh, you know and their diet. You know, do they eat fish? If they're not, then you know you definitely want to put in something like that omega three. Yeah. You know, what are their vitamin D levels? Let's check that. You know, if you're deficient, let's supplement with vitamin D. But it really is quite like individual, depending on what one needs. And so, the omega three and omega six balance. Do you believe in that study? Like. Because basically what it's saying is, is you're meant to have something like, a, what is it? Omega-3 should be more times the amount than omega-6 or... Well, we all have too much omega-6 in our diet. From the way that we eat, there's a lot more omega-6. So from dairy, from meat, from processed food, we're getting a lot of omega-6 and nobody's having omega-3. Yeah. So omega-3 is coming from flax, chia, hemp seed, walnuts, oily fish. Okay. And so people tend to be lacking that a lot more. We need both of them in yeah. balance. Um, but people are tending to get a lot more omega-6, which is why we you know, we need omega-3. And it's an essential fatty acid, which means we need to get it from the diet. Our body won't make it. And so we need to get it from the diet. So, But it's all about balance again, right? Yeah. Because our diet's just loaded with omega-6. That's why we put the focus on three, but we need both. And do you find with, with our diets, loaded in omega-6 means more acne because of lionolic acid or like do you find like people who are or do you find it's more like cortisol from like insulin spikes that people develop more acne spikes from it's probably a bit of both yeah and i find that when i work with people with skin issues their microbiome is quite out as well so i look at it at, like at the microbiome so they're usually quite low on short chain fatty acids so those postbiotics they tend to be low in or they can sometimes be a problematic microbe that is driving like the inflammation yeah in the skin okay um, okay um and also sometimes there's a lot to do with digestion of okay. fats and like um the breakdown of food okay yeah. okay okay and liver as well really mm. because also as well as i find people who are low on magnesium yeah um is also another kind of but I don't understand yeah. like as much into depth about like how it's affecting it as much as I do the rest of the stuff. Well, it could be that magnesium is um, our calming. It's just, yeah. you know, it's nature's tranquilizer, right? And so 
um, from like, and we need it for over 500 reactions to cofactor for so many things in the body. Yeah. But also, if you have when you put magnesium in, it kind of calms the stress response down as okay. well. So if someone is more calm, that's actually helping everything in the gut. Okay. Okay. As well. Yeah. Um, and supporting their nervous system. Okay, that makes sense. Why my staff gives me a present of it for my birthday. Oh, seriously. <laughs> The spray one you put on at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It oh, works that's really lovely. a treat. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, it's really, really lovely. There's, a, I also use the one um, that you just, um, what's it called? It's the nighttime magnesium. Yeah, the spray. Like, yeah, and I like if I've got a headache, I just rub it into my temples. It's so, oh, my my neck. It's so great. It just oh, calms. Yeah. yeah, it works really nicely. Yeah, over there as well. It so. definitely knocks me out. That's amazing. Yeah, it is. It is. It is quite good. Um, but like I knew magnesium was good for balancing like your hormones and especially as a woman and stuff like that but i don't i never looked at it as a relaxer you know like just calming the nervous system so yeah 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 no it's really really great and i mean like something like magnesium glyce the magnesium the magnesium is always attached to something else to allow you to absorb it and so you've got different types of magnesium so magnesium glycinate glycine is a is very calming yeah and so that's really nice it does just give you like a zen kind of vibe feeling yeah which is amazing yeah and what do you find like when people are coming in now um what do you find are like the biggest say skin concerns you're seeing more of like now like i find there's stuff like popping up like more with pigmentation from inflammation within the body there's more acne there's more rosacea there's more sensitivity what are you seeing with people coming into you more aging a like like less aging but more aging everything actually yeah everything yeah i see a lot of psoriasis eczema um I see acne, different things that are driving it. Yeah. Um, sometimes, you know, insulin, PCOS, imbalanced blood sugar. Yeah. Um, but also gut infections. Um, so I'm always working from the inside, from the inside out. Yeah. Um, and I actually, I quizzed you about psoriasis, but also if we have clients coming in with ex- eczema as well, what would you advise? Like, what would you suggest? Like, say, to, because we can't do anything like if there's not there's no treatments there's no you know it's like go see someone to check out your gut micro like what would you advise well so with eczema you're thinking about three things mm. you're thinking about is it a food sensitivity okay so what's going on with the foods so yeah you might be reacting to something yeah number two you're thinking about a gut infection so something like h pylori which you can test for sometimes parasites so i've seen i've everyone is different but there's usually a component of an imbalanced gut microbiome Mm. sometimes you don't have enough good microbes sometimes there is something like h pylori or a parasite or um imbalanced microbes that produce something called lps yeah that gets into your bloodstream and that can then drive um eczema as well okay and then the so um food your gut and the third thing is your liver so just supporting your liver health so sometimes your skin is your largest organ and what your liver can't detoxify will come out onto the skin okay. so you know what are you again it's coming back like what are you eating like mm. what you know changing sometimes what you're eating including more liver supporting foods uh, or putting in a liver supporting supplement so you know foods things like asparagus like beetroot like artichoke are um greens berries are all really helpful for your liver or putting in um a supplement to support the liver like um tuca root is it 
Tuka, T-U-D-Tutka. Tutka. Yeah, no, that can be really good for like the liver, the gallbladder. Like you yeah. can feel like there's not enough flow. So another thing is, um, you know, if you're getting bile backed up or it's like your bowel's becoming a bit sludgy because of like infection or something that's going on, you're not going to get that nice flow. Mm. And so Tutka can be really helpful with that and absorbing fats, which can be really helpful. So can castor oil pads. So have you, have you heard of a castor oil? Do you know? So taking just castor oil and rubbing it on your liver and then you just wear an old t-shirt on top. Like just rubbing it on and yeah. from the outside? From the outside can be really helpful. Like it's been shown to do so many things. So it supports your liver and it can help with these skin conditions, but it also helps with the flow of bile. Okay. It also helps with thyroid. So this is where like T, T4 to T3 gets, um, T4 gets converted to T3, your active thyroid hormone help with that it helps with daily bowel movement it helps with fat absorption something as simple as that can have like so many positive oh, wow. effects so it's literally just you take about a tablespoon of castor oil you just rub it on your liver yeah. and just wear an old t-shirt so they sell things like castor oil packs and if you google it you'll see like put a cloth on top wrap it up with plastic you don't need to do any of that like yeah. i find that it works just as well with just taking some castor oil rubbing it Wear an old t-shirt because your t-shirt will get ruined from the castor oil. It will like stain it. Yeah. So wear an old t-shirt and just like do that in the evening and just leave it on. And I find that it's so simple, but yeah. it works magic. That's yeah, brilliant. I really I, 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 I'll aim to try it. I'll try and remember to try okay. it. <laughs> Keep me posted. Tell yeah. me how it goes. So that's actually if, because now I just want to go see you, you and have a consultation. So if someone like, do you do consultations, analysis? Is a blood test like what? What? What's the whole process of someone yeah. coming in to see you? Yeah. So if um, if someone's to come see me, I, I have packages. So I do a four month package, which includes um, three sessions, and so you'd come in, you'd fill in paperwork ahead of it. So you know your medical history, what was going on, you know your childhood, medication, dental. Um, you know all these different things a food diary so I know what you're eating yeah and then you know an MSQ so we're looking at different symptoms you're experiencing um, across different systems of your body how's your liver how's your hormone how's your heart yeah you know what is your cycle like um, all these things and then um, we would go through everything and yeah then I would put together a bespoke plan you know looking at food supplements lifestyle and testing so the testing that we'd always do is a stool test so a stool test looks at digestion absorption inflammation good bacteria problematic bacteria yeah. you know bacteria that can be driving inflammatory conditions in your gut which can then affect your skin and so then you would do something like that and that takes about a month to come back three to four weeks and then once we get um that back we can incorporate you know okay. we see what's going on and then we can action it you know oh my god i want to do that going. it's amazing <laughs> like it's one of the I mean it's so it's a snapshot of what's going on yeah but it gives you so much information and everyone is so different so yeah you're, you know say I have eczema and you have eczema it can be it's for completely different reasons you yeah. know it's not going to be you know it might manifest in the same way but the reasons each one of us would have it is completely different yeah so that way you kind of see what's going on and then you can action it accordingly and that does have a knock-on effect okay and if someone um, was actually coming like they couldn't access you yeah. Um, what would you say is the qualifications they should look out for if they're looking for someone to speak to, you know, to have a consultation if they can't come to London or can't afford or anything like that? What are the best qualifications yeah. for this type of thing to look out for? So you want to make sure that someone is 
a qualified nutritional therapist or functional medicine practitioner. So if you, for a nutritional therapist, look at BANT, B-A-N-T, British Association of Nutritional Therapists, and that will list people who are qualified. And then you can specify, like, you know, what area you want them to be in. Um, there's also the IFM website, so the Institute of Functional Medicine, so ifm.org, and then you can go to find a practitioner. Okay. Um, and then that will list you all the people who have who are certified as well. Okay. So cool, perfect. Because I do think it is it it's becoming more and more important, and we need to look after ourselves to like really optimize like yeah. ourselves, our lives. And it's very hard to find people or know how to know what like what people can are actually qualified have the knowledge you know yeah. so those two websites are actually yeah, very yeah. Good. no definitely those are good resources and also remember when you work on your gut you might be doing it from like a skin perspective yeah. but we also know that looking at your gut health that's the best way to like support aging as well and longevity so what happens in the gut has a knock-on effect on every single system in the body yeah and so that is the best way also to support you know yeah healthy aging you know good mental health you know yeah. energy calm all those things as well so yeah it's like yeah. oh yeah 100 percent. because the minute i start to like things start to go wrong i spiral it, eating bad then it comes out on like it's like a continuous cycle and you need yeah. to kind of like make sure you're looking after yourself otherwise but yeah. thank you so exactly. much for coming in Farzana that was so informative like there was so much knowledge there I think I quizzed you a bit too much no no thank you for having me I enjoy this is like my favorite topics I'm always like excited to talk about it yeah like yeah. me with skin yeah <laughs> great Love thank it. you so much no, thank you